What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Sean and I are back and better than ever. After a week off, we did kind of a mixed podcast today. We started off talking to MLB as the World Series finished up yesterday, then went over the beginning of the NBA season, recapped week eight in the NFL, and then we talked a little college football after making our picks. So enjoy the pod, and we'll be back next week. how you've been calling me 30 all these years well now you officially can um oh shit yes you had a birthday. birthday last week so i got i had family in town last weekend or this past weekend i guess so it was good to see them it was the first time they checked out austin so all good on that front and now uh i'm an, officially an old sack of shit and as my friend said well you've always been a sack of shit now you're just old so i got Absolutely. that going for how's it feel to be 30 man what's it like uh, no Did you get the AARP but... card yet? <laughs> yeah, it's actually arriving on Friday. Um, no, all good. Uh, How many more years you get a prostate exam? Well, Frenchie's been doing those forever, but a legitimate oh, one. Oh, there it is. By there a different type is. of doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I can see that you haven't changed. Um, let's see. <laughs> it's been a Probably... week. <laughs> yeah, you missed a week. You've been saving that one up, haven't you? Honestly, uh... that one came off the dome, but I'm pretty proud of it. I'm sure you are. Well, well done. At least I know when we do the pod, you're in tip-top shape. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, everybody else made a pretty big deal about it. But you know me with birthdays. I, I'm pretty, like, whatever about it. But I let everybody else, you know, make a big deal of it, which shows my sign of maturity. And, uh, no, it was good. It was good to good to see everybody. And uh, now it's back to business. Back to business as usual, my friend. Well, I do have to apologize if anybody hears any noise in the background. Um, Michaela and I got a cat, kitten. There we go. Actually. Um, so what? if you hear any meowing or um, doors moving. What's the around, name? I named him after my favorite condiment, soy. <laughs> a little soy boy. I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, I know you're not kidding. That's why it's great. I can picture it now. you just yelling soy during the night. I usually just call him fucker or piece of shit something like that that's good but yeah you know me and him are getting in trouble together i've got him on a leash uh trying to make him a dog as best i can i've grown up with dogs (laughs) um i never really was a cat guy i appreciate cats from afar but sure you know this is the first time really having a cat of my own i gave him a little chicken cutlet a couple nights ago that that didn't go over well with the missus but Hey, you know, you got to experiment. You're just trying to sweeten the pot. You're trying to sweeten the pot, too. Get him on your side. Yeah, he's curious. And you know what they say about curious cats? He's into everything, man. Dude, my uh, my brother, he's been dating this girl for about two years now. And they moved in together last year, and she had two cats. So they've got these two cats. They're, they're brothers. And um, my brother always hated cats. We had a cat growing up. And she was not a fan of my brother, nor was he a fan of hers. Um, but 
they got these two cats and he's like fucking all over these things. Like he loves them. I'm like, I never, never thought of you as a cat guy, but Hey, I'm just saying, uh, if they could change him, they might be able to change you. I mean, I never hated cats. A lot of family members had cats. My dad had a cat. Um, but I never had a cat of my own. Am I a cat guy? No, but I do love this little fuck. He's just, I mean, there's a lot of noises right now. He could be climbing the ceiling for all I know. He's a lunatic. Well, he's going to keep the pod interesting as we go forward here. I'm thinking about maybe putting a little melatonin in his food because his hours do not match up with Michaela and mine. That's for sure. No, and I would hope that you knew that going in. No, we were prepared for everything. It's just these nights where Michaela's at work, it's just, it's tough. It's really tough. He's fucking bad. I (laughs) I believe it, man. Well, hey, listen, this is another step in your relationship. You've got the place together. you got the cat. Um, So, you know, you just keep progressing. Yeah, man. So I'm glad you had a good birthday weekend. Um, I'll have to send you down a gift. I, I don't know what to get you. A man that has everything. If you have two TVs in the living room, I consider you to have everything. I don't even care if I you live in a refrigerator box. If you have two TVs in that refrigerator box, you have it all. There you go. Yep. I, I'm, I'll consider myself pretty lucky right now. So let's get into this, Tom. Obviously, we got a lot of NFL to discuss, uh, which we're do going to get to. Do a quick rundown first. We're going to do a quick rundown first. It's been a while since we talked, and this is actually perfect because the World Series is over and we got our wish. The Braves beat Houston four games to two. The Cheaters still only have 2017, and the game really wasn't close after that Solaire home run. Um, what did you take away from this World Series other than obviously celebrating the fact that Houston lost? I mean, honestly, it's just the Braves in, in general. What a team, man. They went through so much losing – Possibly he was making a pretty good MVP case in Acuna to start off the season pretty early on. Um, And they just, they built this team so perfectly with Duvall. Solaire came up big. Um, Who's the other one? The other outfit that they got from Minnesota. Oh, uh, they got uh, Rosario, yeah, who was like NLCS MVP. I mean, their bullpen was stacked. Charlie Morton goes down in the first game. They don't stick. They don't skip a beat. Uh, Fultonewich has been out for the whole year. This team was just so well Soroka. built. And honestly, no, isn't it Fultonewich? Soroka is not another Fultonewich. team. No, Fultonewich was with Texas. Uh, I'm Soroka sorry, I get those two had, confused. Had the, yeah, Soroka had the Achilles. He didn't even pitch an inning this yes, year. Yes, I get those two confused. But I mean. This this team, sorry, I think Soy just jumped from the ceiling there. Um, <laughs> it, whatever, if he's alive, he's alive. Um, this team is, I fell in love with it throughout the postseason. Dude, I mean, they were a really easy team to root for, right? And and big props to them. I mean, we talked about it when we did our, our reaction to the trade deadline, which was as active as ever. I mean, the Braves easily could have said, listen, we've come so close the last few years. We know we're going to be here. Let's just pump the brakes. We're not going to trade off assets. We know we're getting Acuna back next year. We're playing in a pretty open division. And they said, no, fuck that. The Mets aren't good. The Phillies aren't good. The Nats are obviously tanking and selling, and the Marlins are bottom feeders. Like, we're going for this. They also brought in Jock Peterson, who had some huge home runs for them in the postseason. Rosario, Soler, and Duvall, as you mentioned. And they fucking went for it. And only 88 wins got them here. You know, there's a lot of parallels I saw from this team. 
that I saw from the Nationals a, a couple of years ago. You know, kind of hanging around 500, getting off to a slow start, but we're in a division where they obviously didn't think the other teams were serious contenders, and they upgraded tremendously, tremendously at the deadline, and it vaulted them in, as World Series champions. It, it was pretty remarkable what they did. Yeah, it definitely was. Freeman's a free agent at the end of the year. Would love to see him in pinstripes. Might even more than Rizzo. I hate to say it. Um, that's oh, not, no. It's, it, you he's going to resign. He's going to resign. Who won MVP? Because I turned the game off and went to bed immediately after Freeman caught the ball. Solaire won the MVP of the World Series. Good for him. Absolutely. Um, and that puts a wrap on the on a – depressing for us MLB season and we're going to talk off season, but we're going to be depressed again next year. Well, I mean, that's, I think we got a depressing off season ahead of us because it definitely seems like a strike is coming. The collective bargaining agreement ends on December 2nd uh, with no deal in sight. So who knows how long it'll last and how, who knows how long and how much it will impact the free agents. Uh, One thing we got to talk about here is, you know, Correa might have played his last game as an Astro, and this it was obviously easy to root against them. I know the Dusty Baker narrative and all that. I, I can see past that. I, I root for Dusty, but if you, you know what you're getting into to go to a team like that. I think we're seeing the erosion of what this Astros cheating dynasty might be. We saw Springer leave last year. Correa might be the next one out the door. Bregman uh, sucked, Berlin, by the way. Per- I loved every second of it. Oh, he was horrible. And, and uh, you know, Verlander, was uh, he had TJ surgery, so he was out this year, but he's a free agent. I think he might have thrown his last pitch as, a, as an Astro. So there's going to be some turnover there on that team. Yeah, they may go back to the Astros of old. I hope so. I'll shed no tears over that. But, yeah, man, plenty to talk baseball as moves and or lack thereof uh, occur this winter. We're moving on. Into the association where we haven't talked since opening night and as to date because your Knicks lost tonight and the Nets won. Both New York teams are 5-3. and three. So what are your takeaways from your New York Knicks two weeks into the season? It's a good team, man. Deep team. I love it. They're playing a lot better than I even thought they would at this point. They are 5-3. and three. Um, I'm just super giddy. I, I pulled the Knicks hat out first game of the season, although I do have a little side gripe. And I don't want to go too long because I'm going to kill Soy in about two seconds and I want to get through this pod. But <laughs> YouTube, the better not be listening to this. YouTube TV. I, I, I can't watch my Knicks and I can't watch my Yankees now. Like, why do I even still what? have you? Wait, why? They don't have MSG? They, they don't have a contract with MSG Network nor Yes Network right now. Oh, that's fucked. I know uh, Comcast is out with MSG right now. I know that's not a thing. Yeah, well, you're probably negotiating with Dolan. So that's, uh, I feel for YouTube TV there. But just throw, I'm paying enough money. Throw the bag at them. Come on, man. Like, we're in the biggest sports market in the country, possibly on earth. And I can't watch two of my fucking teams. That's like, aside from the Jets, Mike White for president, by the way. Fucking, that's... Oh, we're going to talk, Mike White. That's three quarters of my team right there that I got to go down the street and watch them at my uncle's house. Can you stream them on, like, the MSG Go app? No, I can't because 
I'm not in the area for Xfinity anymore, so I can't use my mom's password. And I don't have, oh. if any of the lovely listeners want to send me on Twitter at Sorry Sports their, their Optimum password or whatever, they've got the location services like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Oh shit, man. That sucks. I feel for you. I'd be, I'd be losing my mind with that. And I'm sure you're going to be blacked out if you try to leap. Can't even watch the Nets. Yeah. So you've got no yes network. You can't watch anything other than, yeah, other than highlights. Yeah. And the blackouts are tough too. Cause it's not like I can watch them when they're on NBA TV. And of course they were on NBA TV back to back nights. Let's be honest. The only reason cable still exists is because of these net, these, sports uh, agreements. So it's fucking horseshit there. And obviously the, the fans are the only ones that lose out. What you're, you're having a fun time though, at least as a Knicks fan, five and three, they are deep and they are fun. And uh, the fans are feeling themselves. You can see there's a real personality with this team. Um, you know, they were five and one, they've lost their last two. Any concern there? Or do you just think that this is what this team's going to be? This is what this team's going to be. I mean, they're going to win, they're probably going to go back. They might skip the playing game at this rate. Dude, I mean, honestly, and we're seeing, you know, we'll go around the league. And the in Celtics seconds, suck, by the way. They really suck. I think there's a, I think there's a window into which the Knicks, you know, if they can sustain kind of a two out of every three games they win or three out of every five games they win, I definitely think they can avoid that playing game. Talk to me about Fat James Harden. Well, Fat James Harden is getting himself back into shape. And, you know, I, I think it's certainly – it's way too early to go crazy over his lack thereof of production. Like, he had 16 tonight, and I think 13 of them – or no, uh, 12 of them were in the second half. And he's trying to play make, and he's clearly trying to see what that hamstring's doing. I think the lack of foul calls and new foul rules are fucking with him a little bit. But they've got – a lot of playmakers around and they're starting to catch their stride a little bit with their defense. Now and Kevin Durant is just the baddest man on the planet. So they're fine. They're five and three. They've won three in a row. Now they just beat Atlanta tonight, which I thought was a good win. Um, and it's going to be a work in progress. Obviously the Kyrie stuff looms over them. We'll see what happens in January, but for now this is this team and we'll see what Harden ends up, you know, becoming as the weeks go on. Absolutely. So do you want to go around the league or you want to wait another couple weeks or till Monday? No, let's, just do a, let's just do a quick little around the league. You mentioned the Celtics suck. I mean, why don't you talk about them for a little bit? What are you seeing from their end? That's that's reason why they're so bad. And is this something that's just a slow start? Or no, do you think this bad. is actually like cause for concern? Yeah, they're bad. They don't have any playmakers. They don't have a true point guard. Schroeder is a heat check guy. Um, Tatum and Brown are excellent scorers and great defenders, but they're not going to get anybody else involved. And aside from that, they don't really have anybody else on their team. Marcus Smart is, you know, three years past his prime. This team, sorry, doesn't have doesn't have enough. And I feel for the new head coach because it's not his fault. No, it's kind of the team that's been put together. Do you think there's any radical changes that they're going to make, or do you think that this, all year it's going to be the discussion of can Tatum and Brown play together? I mean, aside from trading Brown, which I wouldn't do, what moves can they make? Because they're not going to get what they should for Jalen Brown. 
No, even though he's been balling out. And Tatum started off a little slow. I don't know, man. It, uh, I, I agree with you, by the way. I definitely don't think this is a mirage. They're they're flat out bad. Um, in the East, is there any other team that's either surprising you in a good way or in a bad way more so than others? I mean, obviously the Bulls are doing a great job. They're, I mean, they, they got off to a hot start playing an easy schedule, but you got to play the teams in front of you. Uh, the Cavaliers look pretty good. Mobley, like I said, is the absolute real deal. Um, and the Heat look like they've already figured it out with Lowry. Their defense is just on another level. Last Wednesday, they played my Nets, and they out-rebounded the Nets by 20. And that's not just a size advantage. Like, they kind of have that it factor, which is why I took the over with them and why I seated them as high as I did because – I, I I heard your point on how they might coast, but they seem to have the look. That's what I thought, that's... but clearly not. Yeah, at least in the early going, they look like a team that's poised. Um, they look like they're a team that's poised to make a really deep run in the East and, and not settle for one of those lower seeds. Um, my team's Cleveland in the East. They Not just Mobley, who I think both of us agreed that he was going to be a stud, but Jared Allen has had a tremendous start to the season and his – He's getting a little bit better offensively. His rebounding and his shot blocking have taken another step forward. Markinen and Love even, I think, put up 20-something the other night. So uh, they, they're definitely – A lot more talent than, than people would – than a normal NBA fan would even know about. I mean, those three those three towers they got out there, it seems to be working for them with Garland and uh, Sexton in the backcourt. Absolutely, man. I mean, they're, they're a deep – good team they got a lot of young talent on there i think cleveland's going to be enjoying watching this team this year yeah definitely all right let's move on to the western conference uh anything stand out to you i mean the lakers look like with lebron and ad healthy they they look like they're unbeatable at this point even with some ancillary pieces not playing as well and then russell westbrook i mean he had a huge game a couple nights ago 30 points, almost a triple-double. He can carry it. That, that was a night that LeBron sat out. He Exactly what we said, he can carry it in the regular season in certain games for you guys. Any teams that are sticking out to you that are good I mean, or good? Yeah, obviously the Lakers are the main one, right, for the struggles that they've had, and they seem like they're not gelling, but I still think there's too much talent. I'm going to say my Warriors pick that I had going to the West Final. That sure feels pretty good right now. They look really, really solid, and there's continuity there, and Clay's not even back yet. No, he is not. And the Pelicans saga just continues to go downhill. They're 1-7. Oh, my God. And Zion, another two to three weeks of not playing with this Jones fracture. He's Dude, not going to play for him? a while. Derrick Henry is like damn near out for the season with the same injury. I know. It was such a joke when they said it was only going to be a two- or three-week thing. And have you seen Zion, dude? He's like over 300. Yeah, I mean, I already called James Harden fat. I'm out of shape, so I can't be calling too many people fat, but geez. I mean, Harden's chunky. Zion's just fat. <laughs> oh. Well, I guess you can talk better than me. I didn't say that, Zion. You're welcome on the pod if, I, if Sean calls in sick one day. <laughs> hey, if you can get Zion as a co-host, that's even better than a guest. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are those are my teams. Uh, certainly, you know, the, the I agree with you on the Pelicans. The Wolves aren't terrible, by the way. I, I kind of like how they've played a little bit. Yeah, Edwards I know they don't have a lot of wins. Incredible. He has, and and Cats had some big games. Um, 
they're not ter- they're not awful just yet. I'm sure everything will peter out and they'll suck. But for right now, they don't look too bad. But I, I'm feeling my Warriors pick right now early on. John Morant is probably going to be second team All NBA this year if he keeps playing like this and avoids getting hurt. Fucking balling out, dude. I love watching him play. Absolutely. All right, so we'll definitely go deeper into the league and talk about all the teams a little further on to the season. Uh, you ready to talk some NFL football? I am. So first things first, before we get into the games, um, we had a trade deadline come and go, and our teams didn't do anything, which was a little surprising, seeing how they both had players to move. Uh, did you have any – were you surprised that the Jets didn't make any trades, or were you hoping to see them move on from some guys that they didn't? Yeah, I was hoping they'd be sellers. Uh, I was hoping at least they'd, they'd move on from Crowder. Uh, he doesn't seem like he's the guy for the future. He's a little bit older. Maybe you can get a fifth-round pick for him. Just keep stockpiling picks. Um, but, you know, they, they decided to, to stick with it. And and when you have an MVP candidate like Mike White, why not? Uh, exactly. You can't take a great a good playmaker away from the Kurt, from the future MVP uh, and Hall of Famer. And I felt the same about the Giants. I thought that they had players that they could have moved on from. I think they were going to trade Jabril Peppers before he uh, went on the IR and out for the season. But they didn't trade Ingram. Ingram. And they should have traded Slayton, and they didn't. Um, so I was a little disappointed there because, to your point about the Jets, I always think more assets is a good thing, and those guys are clearly not helping you win games. But – you know, they are playmakers for your quarterback who you're trying to make a decision on going forward. So I guess this is now not the time to move away from those guys, um, even though the long-term plan probably would have been better if they did. One player that did get moved from his franchise where he won a Super Bowl was Von Miller. And, man, if we didn't think that the Rams were all in it before, and I don't know how you couldn't, well, they just pushed all their chips to the front, to the middle of the table because, holy shit, Getting Von Miller for two second, third for a second and a third round pick next year, this is a crazy big move, I think, for them. Yeah, it definitely is, and I thought it was, you know, obviously just to stack that defensive line more than it already is. I thought it was important because their offense, aside from Cooper Cup, is not putting up the fifty burgers, forty burgers that you expected. Stafford's kind of in. I'd say stuck in a low gear right now, so they can win games on their defense alone. They can, and you know what? What they're going to ask Von Miller to do is so different than what the Broncos were asking him to do. I think you had him taking, what, 35 to 45 defensive snaps a game. You can move him into like that 15 to 30 range and get keep him fresh. I mean, think about this, dude. They have Jalen Ramsey, they have Aaron Donald, and they have Von Miller on the same defense. Like, Wow. Yeah, this – and they're all – I mean, Mil, um, Donald and uh, – sorry, I'm getting my names confused here. And Jalen Ramsey are – they're in their primes. And Von Miller still has a lot left in the tank. So we'll see. This might be the best defense ever put together. I think we're going to see the end of this season and the postseason with this defense as it gets a little bit more sure of itself and – they start identifying the kinds of packages and the schemes that they want to run. Very comparable to what Tampa Bay did last year with their star-studded defense, too. You know, they had, like, Vita Vea come back for the Super Bowl. They had JPP. They had Lawson. Like, they've got a lot of guys who are interchangeable and can create havoc, and they're going to kind of just use the season as a, as a rough kind of test drive to see eventually what will happen in the playoffs. Absolutely. All right, you ready to go through the games? 
Let's do it, man. Lead us off. All right, your Giants played on Thursday night against Kansas City. Kansas City. Well, they played Monday night. Oh, excuse me, Monday night. We'll talk about the locals first. I'm sorry, I got. Um, I'm getting my names and my days confused here. It's late, and I, I'm a cat soy, dad now. Soy, so. soy is fucking with you. I'm a cat daddy now. So, um, I mean, your Giants, not a great game. I mean, they held the Chiefs to 20. Is that even a? Is that even an accomplishment anymore? This, this Chiefs team, I think, is the bigger story here because your Giants aren't anywhere near the playoffs, and they're just a bad team. Let's be honest. My Jets are much better. Um, oh, stop. Uh, this Chiefs team, I, I don't even know what's going on. I think Patrick Mahomes is trying to force a lot of things, um, and their defense is just all-time putrid, like Saints a couple years back putrid. Yeah, I mean, you're right, by the way, in saying that the Chiefs are the story here. I'll give my Giants thoughts, but – First, yeah, the Chiefs. I mean, Mahomes does not look right. He threw two more picks in this game. One of them didn't count thanks to O'Shea Zimenez jumping off sides. But and he just does not look right. And Travis Kelsey fumbled. I mean, when did he ever fumble? Like, never, right? I mean, this team just looks out of sync. They look uninspired. And I know that generally is the critique of teams when they're not playing well. Oh, they look uninspired. I just think that there needs to be a shot in the arm with this team. And I don't know what it is because – they almost look like they're sleepwalking out there and expect that teams are just going to roll over and die. But we, I know we didn't do a pod last week, but the ass kicking they took at the hands of the Titans, I think it was what, like 31-3 or 34-3. And then they are home against a bad Giants team and they need to win on a field goal and, and stop the Giants offense, which isn't a hard thing to do to end the game. I mean, for fuck's sakes, what what do you see with this team that would make you think that this is just a flash in the pan, or is this a team that's going to miss the playoffs? If three wins, four wins, they're four and four right now. Currently, oh, they're four and four now. Okay, got it. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's just like, it's like I feel like the same way about them that I did that I did about the Patriots back when Brady was there, where it's just like I can't give up on this team until they're dead and eliminated. Yeah, Vegas feels that way too, I think, with the point spreads that they keep giving them. And I just keep thinking they're going to turn it around. There's just too much talent, right? But unfortunately for them, they're in a pretty loaded division. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to gun for that wild card. But uh, I I just – I mean, the Raiders are good. Obviously, the Chargers. But they can still – honestly, they can still win that division. Yeah, they need to take some of those head-to-heads. I mean, they've already lost to um, they've already lost to uh, Chargers. the Chargers once, but you yeah, almost said San Diego yeah. there. Oh, I was so ready. I was so <laughs> ready. Um, but yeah, man, it was it, it was really a lackluster performance by them. And, and as for the Giants, um, again, it's the same game every week for five years. Uh, something happens with this team, and, and I've always said. I don't care if they lose because they get outclassed. You know, when they got beaten down by the fucking Rams a couple weeks ago, they didn't belong on the same field as the Rams, especially with all the injuries the Giants had that week. Like Dante Pettis was their wide receiver one. This was not a game that they lost because the Kansas City Chiefs were at home and were the much better team and two-time reigning AFC champs. The Giants lost because they shot themselves in the foot time after time again. I mean, they stopped Mahomes on his first drive. Jones' first throw, interception. You know, they they have a, a taunting penalty on Eli Penny, and I don't want to hear about how stupid the taunting penalties are. We all know they are. They're still the rules. It's weak. You, you can't do that. 
you, it's week eight. Like, you, you fuck that up. You cost yourself 15 yards. And then you get the interception. The defense played great for the second week in a row. They stepped up and played big time. You get the pick by Mahomes. You're ready to go to the game. And then you get an offside penalty. It's so reminiscent of week two against Washington. It just happens all the time with this team, man. I mean, and Joe Judge, he's losing me, and he might be losing the team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know I know people were fans of him and he got off to a good start and he had good control of the locker room with a untalented team, but listen, uh, I just don't know what everybody sees in him. Well, you know, I think what caught a lot of people by, you know, and I obviously myself included, and I have to kind of buy in, right, it's my team. But You're talking about the they, Golden they Tate thing? Off- well, no, I mean, not only that, but they started off 0-5 and you made all the excuses. It's a rookie head coach in a COVID year and you're not getting preseason. You're not getting real, a real training camp. And they started off 0-5. A couple of those games they could have won and they won six games. And I know because of the terrible division, but they were fighting for a playoff berth on the last day of the season. And they did win some games last year against teams that were good teams. So you thought that that would carry over with all the offseason additions, and I know health has been a main concern, but I don't care. Every team has injuries. They're making the same stupid mistakes that they did under Shermer and McAdoo. Uh, this was supposed to be the disciplinarian and the guy from the Belichick tree that, that made the team better. They're not losing games all the time because they're less talented or because they have injuries. They're losing games because they're making terrible, boneheaded mistakes in inopportune times, which is what bad teams do. <laughs> Yeah, and it's they're like the Yankees of the NFL. They're just I mean the Yankees are obviously a much better team, but it's just like same shit yeah. year. Yeah, I, I I'll stop you there because you know what? The more I thought about it, the Yankees piss us off because it's a World Series or bus mentality, right? But they're in the playoffs every fucking year. They're winning ninety games every fucking year. They're selling their fan base. They're at least getting playoffs. You pretty much know that, right? This was a bad year for the Yankees. You know the Giants? They haven't made the. They have one playoff appearance since their last Super Bowl win. And they lost that game. They have the worst record tied with your Jets in the NFL for the last five years. They have nine home wins, ten home wins now in five years. I mean, four years. This is this is ridiculous. And outside of those two Super Bowl teams, which I'm not taking away, and I'm certainly not trying to cry to you as a Jets fan, and I understand that, but one team's misery is not another team's. I'm not trying to compare the Giants to the Lions or the Jets or other teams like that. Their two Super Bowl wins came on a 10-6 and wildcard year and a 9-7 and uh, division winning year. So it's not like they've been running away with the NFC East. They have the least amount of NFC East titles of all the other teams in the division in since the Super Bowl era. So this is not a Yankees thing. Outside of a couple of good five-year stints, this team has not been good. And that Giants way and then and people talking about the Giants as if they're the Steelers or the Packers or teams like that, they're not. They're just not. Yeah, I just meant the Yankees because it's like the same shit every year. Obviously, the Yankees are okay. a much better team in terms of their their sport. But, yeah, I, it's just so tough. It's tough to find a good quarterback. Apparently, it's tough to find a halfway decent head coach. I, I don't know, man. I mean, you guys are where the Jets were seemingly two years ago. What's that? I said you guys were you guys are where the Jets were what feels like two years ago to a year ago 
Oh, absolutely. You're, you're kind of in purgatory. You don't know what your head coach is. Your, your head coach and your GM are not on the same schedule. You're not rebuilding. Uh, you're not in a full rebuild. You don't have any, you don't have a new head coach to, to set, to prop up and, and, and say he's the next guy, your quarterback. You don't know yet. It's, it's, it's a terrible place to be. Yeah, it really is. But that's enough of my bitching and moaning. And, Tom, I need to hand the mic over to you because I need you to wax poetic about what you might have found. Obviously, everybody knew this was good. This was the rookie quarterback that you were excited to see all year, right? <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, I don't even think he's a rookie because I think he was on the Cowboys last year. Um, and, you know, I bitched and bitched that I wanted a backup. And turns out we, we have one of the best backups ever. Um but seriously, let's pump the brakes. It was one week. Let's see what he does this week. Um, it was an incredible game. But again, the Jets are not making the playoffs this year. And Zach Wilson didn't even get the win. It was Mike White. So what what did we really get out of this except for a fun Sunday? I'm a little disappointed because obviously you're being rational and reasonable, which sometimes I request of you when you're going nuts, usually about your Knicks. But you had to have been having fun watching this game. I mean, they were the, everybody was talking about how great the Bengals were. We can talk about them. If I mean, Mike White won AFC player, game, right? AFC player of the week. Like he threw for over 400 yards. He it was an incredible game, and if he can do this again and again and again. We found ourselves a quarterback. Fucking, I don't care. Give Zach Wilson up for a fourth-round pick. We got our guy. But, you know, and of course I was over the moon about it. But I was also a little disappointed because of the reasons I just said. And also FanDuel Sportsbook is live in Connecticut. And the Bengals were tied into probably ten bets of mine. I've been going like <laughs> nuts gambling. So that hurt me as well. But aside from that, yeah, I was over the moon. I mean, their offense looked incredible. Their defense looked fast. They were putting a lot of pressure on Burrow. Um, it was, it was definitely was a fun Sunday. That's great because, you know, obviously we didn't do our pod last week, but I was going to be in the same giddy mood after what the Giants did to the Panthers the week before winning 25 to three, right? Like, you see glimpses and the our teams give have over the last few years given us so little to be happy about that even when they have great performances and awesome games we have to temper them back because we know that they're not sustainable they're which one-offs sucks. it's just like an anomaly yes. yes i mean combined the two new york teams have four wins this year so you got to take the happiness, and I and I don't know. I mean, no matter how bad we want team our teams to lose every year to get the great draft picks, it is fun tuning in on a Sunday and investing and seeing your team win a game and pull out a win because they're so few and far between. Yeah, that that's definitely true. And and all I, I if we got our quarterback, I'm happy. Absolutely. Who cares? Honestly, you obviously want it to be Wilson, and I still think it will be, but. Who cares? No, I don't care. Just get I, one. I, I don't. I don't even want it to be Wilson. I just want it to be someone. I don't care if you pick up fucking Joe Schmo off the street that you know was FDNY but refuses to get his vaccination and he can throw the ball eighty yards. I don't give a fuck. No, you can't. Beggars can't be choosers right now. So take your guy right now, Mike White. Um, he's my guy. He's he's the second quarterback ever to throw for over four hundred yards in a debut. Do you know who the second one was? Who the first one was? Or the first one was, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it was Cam Newton. There you go. Well yeah, done. I saw that stuff. I actually, 
Yeah, I actually saw today that Mike White's game jersey and like his gloves got put into the Hall of Fame because he's the first backup quarterback to ever do it or something. Well, I don't know, pretty his crazy. bust is going to be in the Hall of Fame in about 10 years, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, so there is the locals. Let's move on down the line. On Thursday night, Tom, we had the epic Packers-Cardinals game that we were highly anticipating, and the Cardinals are no longer undefeated. They lost a wild Thursday night game, 24-21. There were some casualties in this game. Uh, Robert Tunyon for the Packers, out for the year now with an ACL. And uh, J.J. Watts out for a really long time. Might be the season with a shoulder with Arizona. But what did you take away from this game? Both tough injuries. Really thought the Packers were going to go after Ingram, um, especially after that news. But it was just an incredible game. Kyler Murray had probably his worst game of the season. He didn't throw a single touchdown. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins has been MIA lately, but it was just a lot of fun to see Rodgers go out there and ball. And then he dressed up as Keanu Reeves for Halloween. Um, and, I and caught COVID. He did catch COVID probably at that party. And he's just so cringeworthy that it wasn't cool. But back to the game, I mean, he was dealing and this Packers team looks like it's for real. They're favored, um, against... Or no, Kansas City's minus three, right? Still, that line has that line probably went up. I mean, I, I gotta imagine by the time Sunday rolls around that they're an eight or nine point favorite, Kansas City, with Rodgers out. Oh yes, yes. Well, with Rodgers out, yeah. With Rodgers in, I think, I think the Packers are favored by three and a half on the road. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, but obviously, that's not going to be the case. So they're going to think how much is. How much is Jordan Love worth in the spreads? But, yeah, man, that was a fun game. And that was, I think, going into it, one of the most highly anticipated Thursday night games since Thursday night football started. And it didn't disappoint. They it went down, right down to the wire. Yeah. Well, this is around the time of the year where they start to get good, right? You have the first, like, three or four weeks. They're all those shitty NFL Network ones. And then they start turning over to Fox. Um, so that was that was a great game. Um, the Cardinals are no longer undefeated. Do you see anything with them that you're going to be concerned about them going into a tailspin, or do you think this is just one off and lost to a great team? I think this is just one off. Although the JJ Watt injury does concern me. I know he doesn't play. He's going to do. He's been doing the Von Miller, what you described from when he's going to do with the Rams for a few years now. But he does make a huge impact on the pass rush. He does, and he's been having a good year, um, and he, he frees up everybody else to kind of get after the QB as well. Um, Cardinals now have one loss. The Packers still only have one loss. Uh, the NFC's wide open. A lot of really good teams. Moving on down the line, we're going uh, – this game we don't have to talk about much. The Panthers won 19-13 after, uh, after uh, losing four in a row. And uh, Darnold suffered a concussion in this game. We didn't talk, by the way, about how he got benched against my Giants. P.J. Walker came in. What are you seeing with Darnold? Is this finally him reverting back to his Jets days, or is it just a rough stretch where he's played better teams? I think he's better than this. Um, I think it was a bit of a, a rough stretch, but he wasn't as good as the numbers showed and as he played in the beginning of the year. Calvin Ridley is away now dealing with some mental health issues, so we, we wish him nothing but the best. Uh, yeah. Anything else on this game that interested you at all? These are two kind of bottom feeder NFC South teams, I think. No, my guy Chuba had a decent game. He's been playing okay, filling in for uh, McCaffrey, but aside from that, not really. 
Titans beat the Colts in overtime, 34-31. They lost Derrick Henry for what looks like the year, which sucks. We can talk about that going forward. But for this game, it was a really good game for for uh, Tennessee to get on the road. And, man, you just let Carson Wentz throw the ball or have to make decisions enough, and eventually he's going to do something like he did to end the game. I was going to say, Carson Wentz just continues to vomit on himself. We'll see if he can do it um, against my Jets this coming Thursday, I believe tomorrow um yeah I, I don't know I think this division is still going to be the Titans just because it's so bad they've they definitely seem like they have control of the division because no one else is going to take it obviously Jacksonville and Houston are in it and and the Colts are, are the Colts they're they're right around 500 which is what both of us predicted eight and nine nine and eight whichever one you want and Wentz man I mean he makes a couple plays a game where I mean the throw is perfect and on the money and then he has I mean he's throwing the ball with his left hand from his own end zone there like what the fuck are you doing it's all mental man he's he is between the ears he is not great yeah he's got all the no, tools he, though He's really one of those guys where you have to watch every throw of his because you're gonna you're not going to be able to make up your mind of what, whether you want him on your team or whether you want him as far away from your team as possible. Um, how do you think the Henry injury uh, in, impacts the Titans moving forward? I mean, terribly, uh, of course, because Tannehill's clearly regressed this year. Um and I know they signed Adrian Peterson, and they have um, – I forgot the other guy's name. It's slipping my mind um, to fill in for the running game. But, I mean, Henry was just – the he was putting up numbers like he was the greatest running back of all time. And he was really the straw that stirred the drink. Even in losing situations, they were running the ball yep. in order to and- generate points and yards. So uh, I think it's – I think it's going to be tough, but this division is just so bad. And if Wentz keeps playing the way he does with the Colts at three and five, they're going to win it by default at six and two. Oh, for for sure. And, and you know what? Honestly, man, like the other thing about Henry that's so impactful is you can dominate time of possession because he keeps yeah. moving the chain. Absolutely. So with, you can have with him out now. five six minute possessions. But I don't. They're gonna. We're gonna have to see Tannehill step up because they're gonna have to throw the ball around a little bit more. Well, you got Brown and Julio Jones for that reason, right? So put it on his shoulders. Definitely. All right, you ready to move on? What do we got next? Moving on, we got Bills beating the shit out of the Dolphins, twenty six eleven, up in Buffalo, and this game really never was close. Yeah, the Dolphins are the Dolphins are the disappointing team of the season. They were some sleeper playoff picks. Um, I I don't know what the deal is with Tua. He's looked better of recent, but still not great. Didn't throw a touchdown in this game, and the Bills are just out to get everybody. They don't take a single snap off. No, they're they're right there is the best team in the AFC, I think, and. Most people think. As for Tua, he looks better because they're just not really letting it rip with him still. But, you know, you look up and down. I mean, uh, Parker is just not what he once was. He's lost a step or two. And Kasicki's really his best option, which isn't great. Um, and let's be honest, man. I mean, they they clearly don't love him. And, and we didn't talk about Deshaun Watson not being traded. There was some smoke 
at looking like possibly, but ultimately no team was going to take on that burden right now. And, and it the didn't Dolphins make sense for the Texans to trade them either because, I mean, legal things aside, because that's a whole fucking mess that I don't want to get into. Why would you trade him to the Dolphins now when they're the only suitor when in the offseason you're going to have, if anybody is interested in him for real, you're going to have four or five teams that are, are you can start a bidding war. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers said they're all out because they're committed to Darnold. No team was, is going to make a move for, for Watson right now, and nobody's going to make a move for him until they see what these legal charges end up being. So, Well, that's, and that's the thing easy. is the Dolphins guy is like, oh, well, I want these legal things to get sorted out. It's like, okay, well, I mean, do you know how, especially when you have money and this shit can get dragged out, but even in general, do you know how long the fucking legal system in the U.S. takes? Like, there's 25 there's charges count. on him or whatever. Yeah. Like, dude, do you want to wait? Well, Watson's going to be in a wheelchair by the time this thing's done, probably. Yeah, man. I, he's not playing football anytime soon. No, no matter whether he's on the commissioner's exempt list or not, nobody can bring him in and say to your to your fan base and to your team, hey, we're, we're bringing this guy in and playing him. It's just not going to happen. No, not at all. It's it's a, it honestly might be the – what do you think? It's got to be top three craziest situations in the history of the NFL. It's up there because a lot of the other guys, I mean, I know there was a huge deal in a, in a circus when Vic came back, but he'd served years in prison. Like, nobody knows what the future of Watson is and whether he'll even ever be able to play again. So you're not bringing him in and saying, listen, this guy served his time or we don't know. Like, no, you you know that you don't know. That's that's all. Yeah, I mean, I, that, I want to stay. I don't like talking about it. It's just. No, it's, I hear you, man. It's just we have no information on it. There's no new information coming out. And if if the allegations are true, then he should never play another snap in the NFL. You should probably go to jail. Um, speaking of the Texans, you want to talk Rams-Texans for 10 seconds? 10 seconds. Go. Stafford still looks a little wonky. I think he should have done better. He did throw for three touchdowns, but he should have had a few more yards. But I guess you can run the ball down their throat when you're up that big. And Cooper Cup is having a crazy big year. And they uh, they released Deshaun Jackson. They said that that uh, that relationship wasn't really working out. So they were trying to seek a trade partner. They couldn't. So they just cut him. Cooper Cup, man, I mean, he's wide receiver one there. I mean, that rapport that they have is, is pretty special. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and they their defense looks – although they gave up 22 points, they were, it was 22 points in the fourth quarter. So, you know, that the defense kind of laid back and just made sure that they didn't give anything crazy up. Uh, this could have easily been 38 nothing, but they probably rested a shit ton of guys. Um and it's going to look even better in a couple of days if they can integrate uh, Von Miller. Two of their last three games, I mean, they've won running away with the Giants and the Texans. So I think that they're just mailing it, mailing those in, and the other team can't do anything. And they're just saving some of their bullets for the rest of the season and what they know will be hopefully a deep postseason run. Uh, Steelers, Browns, Steelers ended up winning this game 15 to 10 in an absolute dog fight it was all defense no offense in this game baker came back and played and now we're dealing with a wild obj saga that we've probably seen him play his last game as a brown yeah what's even going on with that 
So his dad posted a YouTube video that he made of all the misses or like choices, quote unquote, of Baker not throwing the ball to, to Odell. And then, um, you know, Odell has been causing the scene apparently and Baker and him obviously haven't had a rapport at all ever since Odell got there. And um, he was excused from practice today and Stefanski pretty much said that they're planning to move on without him. And it sounds like the, the Browns and uh, Odell's party are looking at mutually, you know, splitting up and possible end up in a release, which would be amazing because think of a contending team scooping him up. I have Green Bay Packers. Oof. I mean, I don't know. I, you kind of have to agree with – I don't agree the way he's going about it, but he has been open a lot. I don't get it. I don't get how that – relationship hasn't worked you got this dynamic playmaker i know there's other weapons you can throw to and you got a great running game but how do you really right now i mean landry just came off the ir hooper's in and out of the lineup every 10 seconds who najoku like i mean they have some good wide receiver threes in there but nobody like obj that's what i don't get you know what it is tom is obviously eli manning made obj so god i'm just kidding i'm (laughs) kidding just kidding. I know Stop it. Are. I know you are. Um, but it is pretty crazy. It is. And the guy's still in his prime. I know he's coming off the ACL. And before that, what was it, an Achilles or something like that? Um, yeah. Or an ankle. He had to have some type of. He had a bad ankle injury. It wasn't an Achilles, but it was a bad ankle yes, injury. Yes, yeah. Um I mean. I don't know. I'd love for the Jets to scoop him up. I'd love to have him back in New York. I'll deal with the saga. That's fine by me. But. I mean, and you call the Browns a contender. They're 4-4 four and four now, and if they're putting up 10 points a game with Banker trying to throw a football with his with his uh, opposite arm literally, like, sewed onto his body, I don't know how that's going to go. I probably would have ran out Case Keenum. I know, and that's the tough spot they're in, right? Because Keenum obviously looked much better, and they had Dearness Johnson uh, in that game against Denver absolutely tear it up. They, there's a recipe there to win, and Baker, I mean, if you can't get more than 10 points, I know the Steelers' defense is decent, but come on, man. I mean, that's, I mean, with that, that's embarrassing. With that Browns defense, you, I think Case Keenum can give you 21 points. Just throw him out there, run the ball down their throat, and let the defense go to work. I couldn't agree with you more. I just don't see how if now Baker you're making says the Steelers he can play. And the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger look good. Oh my God! And and honestly, they didn't <laughs> at all. No. But their defense showed out, and yeah, they scored enough to win. Kind of this rock fight of a game. But yeah, man, I'm totally with you. They just won't do it if Baker says he can play, and the doctors clear him to be able to play. He's gonna he's gonna play for for better or worse. At the fate of those Browns fans. Um, moving on down the line, don't have to talk much about this game. All that we know, Tom, is that the Lions fought the most that they possibly could. They threw out all the stops against the Rams a couple weeks ago. And then the Eagles went into Detroit and just beat a beaten down team 44-6. I mean, if I just showed you Jalen Hurts' passing yards for the game, you would have told me that they lost 44-6. to 103 yards, yet they <laughs> went 44-6. to I mean, this is a head-scratcher. And this was, this was the Lions' best chance for the rest of the season to win a game. I just think that they're so beaten down morally, and I think Goff has shown that. Like, he's just not taking that step as a leader. And 
how many close games and tough fought games can you have when you're already a team that you know is going to be, you know, as a team you're going to struggle for wins because of the talent gap against I, most teams you're playing. I think that's the only problem with a with a coach like that. That's that's a very um, that coaches with emotion and is very emotional. Is that when he's down, the whole team is down, and obviously they're going to be very, very down, down, down when they keep losing like this. It, that's the only reason why I call for a more even-keeled coach, as my coach screams and jumps up and down on the sidelines for the Jets. <laughs> yes, and you know it's it's kind of a you can make a case for both sides, but I hear your point. You want somebody who's going to be kind of more even-keeled and more steady because. Let's be honest. I mean, they should have three wins, like two or three wins on their ledger. I mean, to lose that many heartbreaking games, I'm sure if you're a player in there, even when you're leading late, you're just thinking how you're going to blow this game. And that's that's really hard to get up for every week, whether you're home or on the road, to think, okay, this is going to be the week when you already know it's gonna you're going to need so much to break your way to just be in the fucking game. Yeah, and I'm looking at their schedule right now. Um, the shots that they have to 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 win from here on out, they got Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Chicago. Chicago's one that they might be able to steal. Minnesota. Where's that game? That's um, that is in Detroit. At home. I think. Yes, that is at home. Yep. They got Minnesota at home the next week. I could see Kirk Cousins fucking up. Um, <laughs> and then I guess Denver without Von Miller, maybe they're in Denver though. So that's a no. And then they have Atlanta in Atlanta. Um, week. What is this? Looks like week 16. 18. Okay. Um, yeah. With the bye weeks and everything, it'll be NFL week 16. Those are the really only chances is in my opinion, Chicago, Minnesota or Atlanta. Cause they have Seattle, the following week, but by then Russell Wilson should be back. Yeah, and probably fighting for a wild card spot. And they finish off at Green Bay, so good luck with that. Unless Green Bay's lock something up and they start no one. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a tough roadmap to, to try to find a win because you can't really justify picking them in any game. No, not at all. I mean, I wouldn't. No, I don't think anybody with a right mind would unless you're completely out of teams for Survivor. And in that case, good for you for making it How that How are you doing there, by the way? Oh, I, I'm, I've been terrible. I was out. I think I – what was I? I was out week two or three. Oh, sorry, bro. That was a shame. So sorry. That happens. Yeah, well, I, it's just – I'm not good at picking games, although I've done all right with against you this year. But, oh, um, you went one and three the last time we picked, buddy. Yeah. But overall, I've been all right. <laughs> that was I'll my tally it up. Weekend. I'll tally it up in a few. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on down. Ram, or uh, we did that one. Sorry. 49ers beat the Bears 33-22. And Jimmy G, to me, looked like a guy who was playing for his job. Yeah, and he did a good job at it. Uh, he kind of put the team on his back a little bit there. Um, Debo Samuel having a huge game as well. I think he won uh, Offensive Player of the Week in the NFC, obviously. My guy Mike White won in the AFC, not a big deal. Um, and yeah, and, and Fields continues to disappoint, but I can't really – I mean, he made an incredible play in this game with that rushing touchdown. But oh, that's crazy. I, I just think I can't really blame him until they get a new head coach in there. 
No, and he doesn't have a tremendous amount of talent to work with either. So you can see why they were trying to not play him. But once you once you give him a chance and he does enough, you're not going to go back to Andy Dalton. So the coach sucks. We know that. And, you know, Fields is really raw. He's going to make one or two plays a game. I, I think it's been pretty obvious. I, I think he's done a little bit better than Wilson, but he's in a better spot than Wilson. I, all these quarterbacks, with the exception of Mac Jones, look very raw they're going to do one or two things a game that are really cool and good and make you think that's special and then they're going to do three or four things a game where it's like oh my fucking god they are clearly not ready yeah it's quarterbacks are tough man to think the least athletic guy is probably the best one in mac jones and that's because of the infrastructure he's in i guess that might have something to do with it holy shit let's pay attention next time jets yeah, no shit. I mean, I think you go into a team with much better supporting cast and you took the guy who was easily the most polished coming out of college. I mean, he was, you know, very accomplished at Alabama and sat for many years. And we all looked at him and said he's probably the most pro ready now. He might have the lowest ceiling, but he's probably never going to suck. Um as for the 49ers, I thought that was a huge win for them because losing that game to the Colts in that monsoon the week before, uh, that was a really bad loss. So they got they got right in the game that they should have won. And the Bears, every game they lose for me, like the Seahawks for you, is a good thing. Yes. Uh, speaking of the Seahawks, moving on to the next game, they won this one against the Jaguars. Um, Lawrence made a couple good throws, but this team is just decimated and they don't have a great head coach. It's funny, a bunch of news happened in the NFL with the Gruden thing and a few other things, including Henry Ruggs, and now it's like we completely forgot about Urban Meyer. It's it's crazy how <laughs> the 2021 world works. Um, but yeah, I think the Jaguars got their one win out of the way, and they're probably going to pack it in from here on out. Um, and the Seahawks, Juno Smith had a really good game. Um their defense looked pretty good. I don't take much away from it. They just need to hold the fort until Wilson comes back. I'm curious if they can against better teams. You said everything perfectly, man. I really don't have much to go off of there. Um, exactly what you said. I agree with everything. All right. Uh, looks like, what do we have, a few games left. New England Let's Patriots. Go to pa- oh, there we go. Get- yeah, I was just going to say Patch Chargers. Patch Chargers, what a game. Uh, I just feel like, honestly, the first thing I took away from this was that Belichick's got Herbert's number because his two worst games in the NFL probably happened against the Patriots. I mean, last time it was way worse. I think it was 45-3, to but there was a lot of plays where he was forcing balls where he shouldn't have. Um, and, I mean, Eckler looks a little dinged up. Mike Williams doesn't look fully healthy. I don't know if this Chargers team is as good as we thought it was. And well, this they Patriots got team is pretty damn good, by the way. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, you're good, man. I mean, listen, the Chargers was everybody's darling until they went into Baltimore the week before this and got the ever-living dicks kicked in by the Ravens. I mean, holy shit, that game was over in an eye blink. And then they go home and they have a chance to get a win against the Patriots team, which I think we can all agree on is better than their 4-4 four and four record. I mean, that loss to New Orleans was a bad one. But for the most part, they've been able to – they've beaten the Jets twice. They hung right in there with uh, with Dallas. They could have won that game in overtime. They're not a bad team by any stretch. Probably a dark horse in the AFC that starts to be getting a lot of traction. But, yeah, you're right about 
Belichick seems to have Herbert's number, right? I mean, he just didn't look comfortable in that game. I know he made a couple big throws and plays, but it never looked like he was able to get into a, a fine rhythm. No, not at all. I think he had two picks in this game, and he could have had more if they weren't dropped. And great poise by Mac Jones there at the end. Uh, uh, you know, he he has a lot of moxie to him, man. I mean, he, he makes a bad mistake, and he goes right over to the sideline and has that accountability and just has a very, very short memory and gets back to it. Oh, Belichick must be creaming. I'm sure he is. I mean, they... I <laughs> still I marvel at the fact that they didn't even have to trade up for him. Um, but yeah, the Chargers, they're going to be a very interesting team to follow as the season goes on. Uh, moving on down the line into the last of the really important four o'clock games. The Saints beat the Bucks in a game in which Jameis got hurt. He's out for the year with a torn ACL and MCL. And Trevor Simeon comes in and, and leads the Saints over the Bucks and, I know they got the win in the playoffs last year, which was the most important of all of the games. But, man, New Orleans also seems to have Brady's number a little bit since he's been in Tampa. I think Brady will take the win um, in the most important game in the playoff game and that Super Bowl ring he's got. But, yeah, they do. And we're going to see your boy, Taysom Hill, come back this week. Um, and he'll probably get the start. But, yeah, Brady was just – he had happy feet in the pocket, and he just – a lot of incomplete passes in this game. But I'm not worried about it at all, are you? No, of course not. And like I said, I mean, they looked pretty bad against New Orleans last year until that last until that playoff game, and that was in the Superdome too. So I never worry about a, Tampa, a Tom Brady team, and this Tampa team – I still think they're the dark, they're the they're the class of the NFC. No matter how good other teams are, um, they're the defending champs for a reason. And okay, they lost this game. Brady's going to shrug it off, and they'll move on and probably win easily in their next game. Um, the last of the four o'clock, Broncos beat Washington seventeen ten in a game that I don't know if anybody paid attention to, unless you're a fan of those two teams. Washington's done, and Denver, congrats, you got to win. There you go. Enough said. All right, Tom, let's talk about Will Smith's Dallas Cowboys. Cooper Rush's Dallas Cowboys, my friend. He led nice. a hell of a comeback uh, to lead the team down the field. Honestly, it was just more of a Kirk Cousins cough, cough, choke it up game, in my opinion. I mean, this offense could get nothing going. They were stuck in neutral the whole time. I'm sitting there, I'm watching the whole game, I'm just scratching my head like, what the fuck are you guys doing? But this Parsons guy on Dallas is incredible. Yeah, he, he fell to them, and what a perfect pick by them, right? And this Dan Quinn defense, I, I think, it, and I'm not doing this to troll, I'm not doing this for any bad you know, karma or try to reverse psychology will here. So don't come at me. This Dallas Cowboy team kind of has the feeling of a Super Bowl team because they can beat you in so many different ways. They dominate time of possession, right? With, with their running game. Mm -hmm. Their all line is great. They can kill you and score in a blink of an eye with your, with your wide receivers. And they get takeaways on defense, obviously trade digs, they stop you on defense when they need to, Parsons and the rest of that D-line. And, and Tom, this is a game that was perfectly set up for them to lose. Okay, Dak's not going to play, game time decision. You got Cooper Rush. You don't really expect to win on the road. You're kind of playing with house money. 
And it was kind of a something was going to come to a head. It was a Kirk Cousins game in prime time, which he always loses against a Cowboys team that seems every time they're ready to take that big step, they lose. And Dallas won a game that I think over the last few years, and let me know if you agree, I think they lose. 100%. And it was a throwaway game. They, Dak, they, a lot of reports said that if this was a game that mattered or a playoff game, Dak would have 100% played. They showed during the game his warm-ups. He looks completely fine. And they let him rest. They threw Cooper Rush in there. If we win, hey, that's great. If not, whatever. And they went out and won. And you're right. This is a game that 9 out of 10 times they would lose any other season. And it, it just feels different this year. I mean, you can crown them NFC East champs now, mm-hmm. obviously. And I think the biggest question going forward with them in the season is, do they continue to put you know the pedal to the gas or the gas to the pedal and and do they end up winning going away? Do they care about a lot of games going forward? Are they going to rest to, you know, are they going to fight for that number one seed in the, in the NFC? Or are they going to be, I think they should after just winning, winning the division. After I winning think they this should game, too. I, I think, listen, if they lost and whatever, you want to get Dak some rest, fine. Take the three, four seed with your division win. You got this game, go for it. You guys, it's not like they have, you know, this cachet like the Bucks do where they won last year and the Bucks were, what, a wild card team anyway, so they, they can figure it out. I mean, this team's never done shit, so you might as well go and get the home field advantage. So agree with you. I hate when teams who are clicking on all cylinders all year, you know, wet up as the season goes on. We've seen this with Dallas before. I mean, in 2007, they were 13-3, and three, and the Giants, they killed the Giants both times in the regular season, and they really let up as the, as the regular season drew to a close. They had the bye week, and the Giants went in and beat them, and they did that a couple of times in the Romo era. And Mike McCarthy, I think the, the only other question with Dallas outside of how they go about handling the team as the season moves on in these last 10 weeks is truly – does Mike McCarthy do anything that comp- compromises their ability to win games? Because I think as far as the town on the field, they've got it covered. Yeah, it's it's basically let's just hope McCarthy doesn't fuck up, which sucks because it's almost like let's just hope Garrett doesn't fuck up. I feel like it's a, it's a running thing with the Cowboys. It, it really is. For some reason, they can have as much talent as they want, but their, their head coach is always Holding one – yeah, one missed time out away from coughing, from costing you your season. Oh, it's sad. All right, well, that wraps it up, right? Oh, yeah. You ready to go through our picks? I'm all ready, man. All right, week nine picks are about to be made, but let's go through week seven. Sean, you had New England against, back then, it was probably the Jets, minus uh, six and a half. I did as well. New England... Shit on the Jets. What was it like? Forty-four to forty-four to probably. They, they hung. They hung. They hung fifty um, on them. I think it was like fifty-two. 50, 52? <laughs> yeah, something like yeah. that. Whatever. They won by more than six and a half. So you hit that one. Um, we had to pick the Jets, or excuse me, the uh, the Giants were on bye week that week, so we had to pick a different game, right? No, the great. Giants. No, the no, the Giants beat the Panthers that week. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm. Damn, this feels like so long ago. Yes, the Giants beat the Panthers. We both had the Panthers minus two and a half. That's an L. Uh, you had Washington plus, 
I think nine, and Washington got absolutely smacked. Um, Green Bay. Yep. Yep, and then you had Chicago plus 13 and a half. Chicago got smacked even worse. That puts you at one and three. Me, on the other hand, the only game I lost was the Carolina game because I picked Carolina as well. New England hit my sperm bank pick of the week. Seattle plus three and a half hit. You're welcome, boys. I hope you guys are swimming in the cash. And then Denver plus four and a half. They hit. That puts me at three and one. The comeback is here. Week nine, ready to go. Well, why don't you lead us off then? All right, my first game, we're going to lead off with the Jets just because I have them written down first. They play tomorrow night in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a 10.5 point favorite. This pick, boys, it may be a reverse psychology pick for me, but I'm going to take Indianapolis minus 10.5. My heart says Mike White and the Jets. My head says Indy. I'm feeling like an implode happening. And listen, I am fully ready to lose this one and be pleasantly surprised. Well, I am so happy that you went against Mike White and your New York Jets because I picked the New York Jets to cover this game. Ten and a half is way too much. I mean, this indie team, we just talked about how in, how sporadic and inconsistent Carson well, Wentz he, this is. This is do the inconsistent. This is where he's good, and then he'll be inconsistent next week and be bad. I think he's going to have a couple of moments in this game where he just makes beyond stupid turnovers and listen this Jets defense I know what they did against or didn't do against New England this Jets defense really doesn't suck and they got stops when they needed to against Cincinnati Uh, a ten and a half is way too big for me you're saying that this would be a seven and a half point game at a neutral site like no fucking way uh give me the Jets all right, all right. We got a little bit of a we got a disagreement there. That might get that might get you back into the race. Next game we have your Giants. Your Giants mm. are at home and they are dogs. Raiders minus three. I have the Raiders in this game. What do you think? I have the Giants in this game. Ooh. All right. The Raiders are clicking on all cylinders. They look really good, but you know they have a trouble coming east. Let's not forget they should they should have lost to your Jets last year on that. And now his name is not synonymous with anything good, but that Henry Ruggs like deep ball to end the game when the Jet when it looked like the Jets were throwing the season. The year before, they went and played a terrible Jets team, and the Jets blew them out. I think it was like thirty four to six or something. So I know they're playing really well right now, and the Giants the Giants defense has picked it up over the last few weeks. So I think they might find a way to stay in this game. All right. Another we're going against it here. This might bring you back into it. All right. Going to the out-of-market games here. First game I have my eye on is Cincinnati-Cleveland in Cincinnati. Coming off, coming off a massive loss to Mike White and the New York Jets. Cincinnati's minus two and a half. I think that line should be three and a half. I know that we all have recency bias, but listen, there's too much turmoil in the Browns right now with the OBJ thing and blah, blah, blah. And Baker Mayfield can't throw a ball. They should be playing Case Keenum. But like you said, uh, if he's healthy, he's going to play. And I think Cincinnati turns it around at home. I like that pick by you. I, I was staring at it myself. I didn't make it, but I like that pick by you. Um, 
yeah, I think that was kind of a game where Cincinnati was feeling themselves a little bit, maybe looking forward to this matchup, and they didn't take the Jets seriously enough, and, and young teams who were playing pretty well can do that. Um, I'm going down to Jacksonville where the Bills are a 14-point favorite. You know me, I usually like to stay away from these gigantic numbers, but from what I saw from Jacksonville in Seattle, that team sucks. What I've seen from Buffalo is they have not shown mercy to bad teams. Um, I think they've outscored Miami this year like 72 to like 11 or 72 to 14 um i love the bills in this game uh so give me that 14 Uh, i'll grab it happily even on the road all right what's your last game last game i'm going to philly and i'm taking another road dog so three out of my four road dogs um or road road teams rather the chargers are a two and a half uh point favorite in philly i think that's a little too short i know people love what philly did last week against the terrible detroit team and the chargers are slipped up a little bit but the chargers are way too good this seems like a get right game for me so i'm taking justin herbert and the uh and the la chargers that's a pick i like i stared at that one for a while but i have been scared off by the chargers over the past few weeks listen man over the last couple of years, whenever you make a pick, I didn't like to make the same pick in our out-of-market games. But this year, I've been saying, fuck it. My Sperm Bay pick of the week <laughs> is Buffalo minus 14. They're going to hey. win this game by 21 or more. I'm going to go. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going on FanDuel tonight now that it's legal in Connecticut. I'm looking for an alternate spread. Buffalo minus 21. I fucking love it. And it might get up there by game time. I mean, seriously, how can you look between the combination of how anemic Jacksonville is and how good Buffalo has been against bad teams? Because that's one thing I'm sure both you look at too. I do look for how really good teams play against terrible teams and whether they mail it in or whether they, they go for the jugular. And Buffalo seems to be that team that goes for the jugular, which I like. Yeah, I mean, and that's that was my reason for picking them was that I, I just think this team's out to prove something this year, and they just want to shit on everybody. They're certainly playing like it. All right, so your sperm bank pick of the week is locked in. It's also one of my picks. So, Tom, uh, we have a little differing of opinions on the locals, so one of us is going to have a nice, uh, nice little advantage heading into next week. Yeah, I mean, I, I like where I stand. Obviously, because they made yeah. the picks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, your sperm bank pick of the week has been making people, you know, feel pretty good. Yeah, I, I've been making people money this year. Uh, everybody should uh, should be able to keep it in their pants after the season's over. Let's just say that. <laughs> there you go. All right, Tom, let's wrap up with your least favorite topic. Um, before we get into the first rankings, which obviously don't matter a Bullshit. lot, were there any were there any games from Week Nine in the college football world that you paid attention to or cared about or want to talk about? I mean, to be honest, not really. Sure. I mean, I I, I gambled on and I lost on the Michigan Michigan State game. Michigan. That's is, really. What did you say? I was going to say, that was really the one that mattered the most this past week. Michigan is, I saw a meme and it was like a picture of a Michigan fan in shock. And it was like, when you realize you're the same 7-2 and two team that you've been for the last however many <laughs> years. And it's just like, I mean, they were up pretty big in the game, right? Yeah, they At had one the game. Point, and it's just like, all right, what the fuck is going on? When is this team going to become a powerhouse again? 
I mean, the rankings always want to make them that way. They're always having them. I mean, they were they were six, uh, six heading into this game. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm not even a Michigan fan, and it's depressing to me. How can it not be? I mean, you're and you lose to Michigan State. I know it was in East Lansing, but little brother knocked you off your pedestal. And again, I mean, Harbaugh has not delivered against Michigan State and Ohio State, the two teams he needs to beat. Um, it, it's been a rough go of it for him. The other game here, I mean, obviously Texas lost again. Baylor beat them, and Georgia. You know, I thought not that they were going to lose this game, but. Florida didn't even give them a game. I mean, no. the, I think Georgia scored three touchdowns within the span of like two and a half minutes. No, Georgia. I think Georgia's going to win the national title this year. Oh, they sure look like they're the undisputed number one team. And you were happy that that game was in the neutral side of Jacksonville, right? No. I, in 2021, <laughs> we shouldn't have daylight savings and neutral sites in college football should both be a thing of the past. Especially in the regular season. Like, no, yeah, obviously listen, in, the playoffs, in the playoffs. In the playoffs, I get it. Like, you know, the Super Bowl, same thing. It's always at a neutral site because you only play one game as opposed to a series where both teams get to go to their to their stadiums or whatever. Regular season, like, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, it's tradition. Okay, well, you know, riding a horse and buggy to church used to be a fucking tradition every <laughs> Sunday as well. But then, you know, the car came around. Listen, going the, uh, to bed college... at fucking six o'clock used to be a tradition, and then electricity was invented. Hence, why we don't need fucking daylight savings either. I love this. This is great. I mean, the two biggest petitions: get rid of neutral site regular season college football games, and for the love of God, get rid of daylight savings. Um, Tom, we did have our first uh, college football rankings. We are not going to do this every week, I promise, because no, I also am bullshit. aware this of how significant it is. Okay, so tell me the gripes you have with it. All right, so one through four off the top of my head, was it not Georgia was one? Who was yep. two? Bama. Fuck that. No, yep. actually, Bama, Bama should still be in there. And then it was who? Uh, I know Oregon was Mich- four. Who was three? Michigan State. Where is Cincinnati? Where? So, I am in complete agreement with you. I think Bama should be in, but not at two. The way I would have it would be Georgia, Cincinnati, Michigan State, um, and Bama, I wouldn't have Oregon in there because as good as Oregon's win was in Columbus, and that was a great win, mm-hmm. they also lost to Stanford, who's probably going to win five games. So it's a, it's going to go down as we talk about every year. Like, does the committee put more stock into a great win or a really bad loss? Like, if Stanford wins five games, but Ohio State wins the Big Ten, what are they going to care the most about if Oregon stays? with that one loss. I, I don't know, but you know, Bama, you could penalize them for the loss to A&M. I think that loss looks a little bit better now than it did at the time, but Cincinnati deserves to be in. They've done everything they needed to do. They beat up on Tulane this past week, 31, 12. I think the committee is just holding a place there because they're, they're eventually going to find, because Alabama is going to play Georgia in all likelihood in the, um, in the SEC championship and if Bama loses, they're out. Yeah, I guess they're they're just looking for a placeholder. They don't want to startle anybody, you know, the college football fans. But I think they deserve to be in. 
Games for this week, though, the only one I'm looking at is Auburn and Texas A&M, 12 versus 13. But at the end of the day, does it really matter? I guess whoever wins this game is definitely going to jump into probably, what, number six? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I think now really what you do is since the first since the first rankings have been set, what you now do is plug into all the teams who were in the initial top four and see if they're on upset alert. You know, Alabama's going to play LSU this week. LSU's obviously down and not very good and dealing with the Coach O craziness. And Alabama should win this game, but we, we know this Alabama team is not as talented as some of the ones before. Um, and then you look at whoever – Oregon and Michigan State and Georgia play and Ohio State is also Oregon on that plays doorstep. Washington at Washington. Okay. Um, and Ohio State, who do they have this week? Ohio State has Nebraska. Georgia has no. Missouri at Georgia. Nebraska, Ohio Kill State's them. on the road. Um, and then the fourth, who's the other team? Uh, Michigan State. Who's... Michigan mm-hmm. State ha- is on the road at Purdue. Okay, they should win that game, but Purdue did beat Iowa. So, yep. I don't know. You're probably out of all those matchups, right? Michigan State and Oregon are probably the two that have the most chance to be upset. Yeah, I'm looking at Oregon right now. Sure. Going yeah, into I Washington, mean, that's a 4-4 really... team, but a little feisty. They were once a decent team. Yeah, that's really all you can do now is now that you have these rankings, you're just going to look for these teams to get upset because until that happens, you know, you may not change, but I, I do think Cincinnati, at least I hope so. I do think Cincinnati is a little bit different than some of the previous, you know, UCFs of the world and all that, because they have proven, I mean, Notre Dame's obviously a very good team and they beat them in South Bend. I think that game is really going to matter. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the whole case was that they didn't beat, you know, these sub-bowl division or whatever teams, the non – I don't even know what they're called, honestly. There's so many different stupid names. Yeah, FBS schools, yeah. Non-FBS or whatever. But, I mean, they've got some wins on the docket. I mean, they they went out and they beat some, some really good teams. So this... Well, and, and also let's remember last year, too, in the Peach Bowl. I mean, they had Georgia beat. That entire game, they lost on the last second field goal. I mean, they 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 had Georgia beat in that game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is a good team, and that Notre Dame I, is going to stand tall with Notre Dame at eight, and, and Notre Dame plays a weak schedule, so I don't see them. I don't see them playing anybody that matters and them losing again. Notre Dame plays this week. They've got Navy. Actually, Navy's a little feisty with that. Uh, yeah, Navy's feisty. Run and gun. Then they play Virginia, Georgia Tech, and Stanford. So I mean, they shouldn't lose again. I think Cincinnati is definitely going to get in there. Me too. Uh, because again, especially if Bama plays Georgia, I mean, if they lose, they're out. And if they win, you you might knock Georgia out. And then there's only going to be one, uh, one Big Ten team. And I I honestly, man, for the life of me, I think even if Oregon does win. You're not going to put a one win, a one loss Oregon team against a no loss uh, Cincinnati team that beat a team that's probably going to finish in the top ten. Yeah, especially if they lost to Stanford. I mean, no matter how good that Ohio State win is, and no matter what Ohio State does, we expect them to be a Final Four team. You can't get up from that loss at at Stanford. You just can't. Agreed, man. Well, you got anything else for college football? 
I do not. I will tell you this. I did watch Many Saints of Newark, and I really enjoyed it. Good. Good to hear, my friend. Yeah, I've started I've started a couple new series. I went back to The Wire, which I didn't really get into the first time, but now I'm all in. I'm already on, like, I'm binging the shit out of it when I can. Um, I'm on, like, season three or four. I love that show. And then I started watching this other show, Dope Sick, on uh, Hulu. I'm big into the drug I've heard shows. of it. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, not big into the drugs. Uh, I'm 27 now, you know, I can't be doing that kind of stuff anymore. It's not college anymore. <laughs> not experimenting. Um, but yeah, that succession <laughs> curb. Sean, have you watched curb? Oh, of course I have. Are you all caught up? Yes, I am. I didn't watch two yet um, because I had my family left yesterday. So, so it's getting I mixed reviews, that. but I just think anything he puts out is hilarious. I think it's great. I loved episode one. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I know people were kind of like in and out of it. I was like, no, that was that was really well done. I'm looking forward to watching episode two. I heard that was a really good one too. Yeah, it's not for everybody. No, it's not for it's not for pussies. Nice. Sorry, Kirk, that should be their slogan. Yeah, Curb, not for the week of, not for pussies. There you go. <laughs> you got anything else, my friend? Not really, man. That's basically it. Um, I can't believe we're in week nine of the NFL season coming up. It's fucking crazy. I know. I'd put week nine. I think we're right at the halfway point now. Yeah, there's not an official half week with the 17-game season. That's but, what oh, I yeah, said, well, I think. With weeks. Yeah, with weeks, yeah. It's nuts. Um, We're going to have to have Will Smith on. I was I was hoping to get Will Smith on after a Cowboys loss just because mm. of how giddy he gets. Um, <laughs> but we got we got to have him on to just check in and check the check the pulse. I think we have to. And you know what? I, to him at this point, based where they are in the division standings, like if, even if they have a loss, like he really can't be that upset about it. Like no. it's not like it has been in the past. Not at all. Good for Will Smith. We know they'll crash and burn in the playoffs. I'm happy we'll let for him. Have as long I'm as they don't win the too. Super Bowl, I'm happy for him. Nah, Mike McCarthy will fuck it up. It's fine. <laughs> Thank God. All right, man. Well, that about wraps it up. Um, and we'll be back, what, Monday to do a rundown as long as the schedules align? As long as they align, I'm in for a rundown. And we've got, obviously, Week 9 recap and Week 10 picks next week for Wednesday as well. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, everybody have a good night and a good rest of the week. Yeah, everybody. Be good. Go next.